ready today. Oh, my goodness. You know, you get into a segment of the year that normally is slow. Usually this time of year, free agency, the dust is starting to settle a little bit in the NFL. The NBA is kind of coming to the end of the season. It's, it's you know, somewhat drudgery. You're just trying to get to, you know, a few teams that are jockeying from position into position. Um, baseball has not started yet, but there's anticipation for the end of the week, the openers, all that kind of good stuff. So you got a little bit of that going on. You are uh, waiting. This week is waiting usually for the final four getting to a championship game, although we do have some interest with the Badgers playing tonight for the NIT. But it's it's normally a little bit of a slow time of year. You know, it's always right now and then mid-July. Mid-July is like after the OTAs and the minicamps. Hockey's done. Basketball's done. The only thing you really have going on is is uh, is baseball. And baseball's at the all-star break. And then you're getting ready to go into to the dog days of August. And training camps for the NFL have not started up yet, so everything's kind of down. So these are the two times a year that are normally kind of slow, right? Not a ton going on. And then, I told you so. I told you so, and I don't do that very often, but I told you so. I feel like Stephen A. Smith today. I'm almost irritating myself when I got out of bed this morning. I I just, when I, we got off the air yesterday and all of this started to go down and I've been, I, I had a couple of meetings that I did Zoom and then I didn't have anything last night. Uh, I actually, I bought a, uh, I got to be honest, uh, on Thursday night, I wasn't on the air on Thursday and Friday. I was in Peoria, Illinois. And uh, Ben, have you ever bought anything? Have you ever drunk shopped? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay, I drunk shopped on Thursday night. I bought a pizza oven. You know one of those bars, you know, the bar pizza oven where you put it on the rack and you stick it in 13 minutes and you pull it back out and it's perfect? What, DiGiorno? Um, no, no, I, not just No, I used to have... Um, I used to have a sponsor called Luigi's Pizza. Uh, and they're, they're, they're made in Wisconsin. It's um, the mid, mid portion of Wisconsin. I, and I love them. Luigi's Pizzas are fantastic. So I saw them in the grocery store the other day. I was in Woodman's. I was like, oh, my God, I haven't had one of those in a long time. So I bought one. And it's not, you know, part of the diet and anything, but I'm just, I bought one. Well, on Thursday night, we went out, uh, Kristen and I went out with her boss and one of their lenders in the bank after a retirement party. That's the reason we were in Peoria. And uh, we went to this bar. And they had these bar pizzas. You know, it was like late at night. Uh, It was probably about, you know, midnight. And they had this pizza. They're like, oh, this sausage pizza, it's so great. You got to try it. I'm not going to give the name of it, but it was crap. It was like a rabbit ran across the pizza. It was nasty. And you know, they're like, oh, the sausage is so good. No, this is this is like, this is rabbit pellets, man. Serious, it's nasty. So I'm sitting there thinking about the Luigi's pizza I just saw at Woodman's a couple of days earlier. And I'm like, man, I can make this. I could do this. So I drunk bought a pizza oven, a Wisco pizza oven. So anyway. That being said, so yesterday, I get off the air, and then stuff starts to break. And my phone starts to ring. 
and suddenly people want to talk and and I'm doing I did an interview with an LA radio station I did an interview with a station in New York last night and and so they're they're all calling now like can you believe what Goody said can you believe that Dean Lowry's going after somebody and I'm like oh this is like the gift that keeps on giving so last night I did one of those celebratory laps because I don't get a chance very often I don't get a chance very often because I'm kind of this I don't know I I just kind of use common sense and sometimes I stumble across stuff and I'm right sometimes uh, I I'm stumbling across stuff and I'm wrong and when I'm kind of not sure I I'll give you my opinion but I'll hedge my bets a little bit just to just to be sure so everybody knows where I stand but you know but every now and then like Yesterday was a sunny day, but when all of this broke, as I was I was opening up the box like a kid at Christmas, here's the pizza oven, because the pizza oven showed up on Sunday. Here's the pizza oven, and I cut open a box, and I put the pizza oven out, and they said, you got to turn it on, you got to get rid of all the chemicals and on it. So the thing's smoking, and the smoke alarm's going off in the house and all that kind of crap. And then finally it stops and subsides, and I let the smoke out, the alarm stops, I put the pizza in, and I'm sitting there, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm just just sitting on the couch, and I've, I've got the, the TV on, and i got the pizza cooking, and i got a couple of beers sitting on the counter. I'm just waiting because this is just for, like, you know, first time in a long time. I'm just, like, right about this. And I'm like, Whoa! and the light comes flying through the window, and I'm like, I told you so. Kiss my I ass. told you so. Yeah. I told you Rodgers is hard to get a hold of. It's a running joke in the locker room. He doesn't answer texts. He doesn't answer calls. None of it. He doesn't like to do it. Yet he's the guy that goes on McAfee and talks about transparency. And what I said to you was, sometimes what isn't said speaks louder than what is said. And you all look at me sometimes, you go, what the F are you talking about? And I said to you, when he did his whole spiel on McAfee and there weren't any follow-up questions, you know why? And I was listening to Ebo earlier today talk about McAfee being a god and not beholden to Aaron Rodgers. Have you ever looked at the numbers of McAfee's show without Aaron Rodgers and then with Aaron Rodgers? His lips are permanently sewn to the giant ass that is Aaron Rodgers because that's where he makes his money. On Tuesdays, when Rodgers comes on, look at the numbers compared to everything else. It's easy to figure out who his wagon is attached to. There's no way, no way in hell that he is ever going to ask a difficult follow-up question and risk losing the cash cow that is Aaron Rodgers. Never. That's why he didn't say, hey, Aaron, when you went into the darkness and you were 90% ready to go into retirement, did you tell the Packers? That was never asked. How many times did the Packers try to get a hold of you, Aaron, when you talk about transparency? How many times did Gutekinds reach out to you? Never asked. How many times did you call the Packers? Never asked. How many times did they call you and you didn't answer the phone? You didn't call them back. You didn't send a text message. Never ask. You know why? Because that means he would have to answer it. And it would make Aaron look bad. So when Goody was asked, he's like, I got a team to run. I got a team to run. I, I, we've been calling the guy. He, want, he wants transparency. But it's a two-way street. You can't be just transparent in a boat that has a one-way mirror in it. Come on. Told you. I told you. Not that I'm sitting here saying 
Goody's 100% right and Goody we trust. He's a god or anything like that. I'm just saying, I told you. Aaron, have you got the vaccination? I'm immunized. Aaron, is your thumb broke? It's hurt. Aaron, did you sign a contract three years, $150 million? No, that's bogus. That's the media making things up. How many more times can the guy throw shade and lie for people to go, he's full of crap? He is a tremendously gifted person. He is an unbelievable athlete. He's an, he's an intellectual savant. He's a talent. There is so many adjectives you can throw at Aaron Rodgers. But one thing about Aaron, he started out with a, as a kid with a chip on his shoulder. And now Lambeau Field no longer has the capability. The town of Green Bay no longer has the capability. Hell, I think the state of Wisconsin no longer has the capability to contain the ego that is unbelievably so massive of one Aaron Rodgers. And that's the reason there's a level of fatigue and distrust when it comes to Aaron himself, because he brings it on. He brings it on himself. And all the players, all the commentators throughout the nation are all back in Aaron. Well, you know, the Packers, they drafted Jordan Love. So what? So what? He went out and won the MVP twice. So what? And again, I say it a, a thousand times over. All Aaron Rodgers had to do was say, look at a camera and say, man, I want to come back. I want to be a Packer. I want to retire a Packer. I want to be here. I want to play. I want to be all in. And then they found out, Aaron you're not all in. You're not all in, man. You're not all in. You're not all in in, in in practices. You're not all in in OTAs. You're not all in in mini camps. Hell, you're not all in in the game plan. We gave you transparency. We gave you that ability. You half-assed it. You're not all in. And then in a big, important offseason, when you know we've got things we need to do, can you give us a hint? You're, you're talking about transparency. Can you give us a hint? No. I'm not going to answer the phone. Not until I'm ready on my terms, my way. Maybe you'll hear about it on McAfee. Because after all, I love transparency. So rather than talking directly to you, I'm going to go on Pat's show, where I know he's not going to ask me tough questions. And I know that at the end of the day, I don't even have to really take a shower because my body has been licked head to toe. By Pat McAfee and the gang. They're not going to ask me anything tough. <sighs> Aaron likes his balls very inflated. Told you. I told you. When we come back, we're going to hear it all. We're going to hear it all from Goody's side, and we're going to compare it with Aaron's side. And then it just really comes down to who do you believe? Who do you believe? Do I go with 100% in Goody we trust? No. Do I go 100% with Aaron we trust? Hell no. Just because he's looked at us so many times and wagged his finger at us. Almost like Rafael Palmero who said, I did not inject anything into my ass. And it turns out he did. Rogers, uh, oh, by the way, did you get $150 million? Oh, that's not true. That's made up by the media. Are you vaccinated? I'm, I'm immunized. Ask Joe Rogan. <laughs> Is the thumb broke? Um, 
it's crooked. I can eat apple pie around the corner, but, you know, it's hurt. Come on. Come on. I got to go take something. Yeah. Love and life. Love and life. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. And certainly, you know, whenever a player may have, um, you know, issues, you prefer that they, they talk to you directly, you know, and not you know, do it in the media. Um, but that's not uh, necessarily the way he goes about it, and that's that's okay. How we looking? we prefer he does it you know directly to us but you know uh, apparently when uh people were losing numbers he lost the packers um now i will say this he apparently did sh- according to gutekinds he did share some texts but that was it goody's not lying he did share some texts with rogers but when they really wanted to get a hold of him they tried numerous times, and that wasn't happening. Take a listen to what Goody had to say. From your perspective, how did the last couple months kind of transpire? Yeah, I didn't really take his comments like that, and it's certainly not true. I mean, I think, you know, as we got out of the off season or after the season, and we, we had a good conversation, um, and then you know, we'll, we're going to have some follow-up conversations. And our inability to reach him or for him to respond in any way, I think at that point, then we just kind of had to, we had to, I had to do my job and kind of reach out and understanding that a trade could be possible uh, and see who was interested, but that shopping was never really part of that. So, so when you gave him that contract extension, you've said publicly your intention was for him to not just play last season, to play beyond that. At what point did it shift to, okay, we need to move on? Yeah, I think so. I think obviously it was a disappointing season, right? And you come out of the season, you have a lot of conversations not only with Aaron, but with uh, the rest of the team, coaches, and everybody. And as you go through that process, you kind of get an idea of where you're going to move to, you know, as a team, how you're going to go forward. And I think I was really looking forward to the conversations with Aaron to see how he fit into that. Uh, those never transpired. So, I, you know, there, there came a time where we kind of had to we had to make some, you know, decisions. So we went through his representatives to try to kind of talk to him where we were going with our team. And at that point, um, you know, they informed us they would like to, to be traded to the Jets. There you go. So we talked to him at the end of the year. We told him what our our thoughts were. We really were looking forward to talking to him. Went back and forth a little bit. And after that, basically, he ghosted him. And by the way, it it wasn't only while he was in the darkness. Just an FYI. We tried to talk to him. We tried it. We were excited to talk to him, he said. We were excited to talk to him about the future. We didn't sign him for just one year. We were excited about this. But he he wasn't calling us back. Gutekis, I, I you know, look, he has one. He's not going to come out and just flat out lie. So he confirms, yeah, we weren't shopping him around, but we had to start making phone calls to say, hey, look, what does your future look like? What would you be considering? It's not specific. I mean, it is kind of shopping him, yes. I'll go with that. But he's like, look, we were calling him. He He wouldn't talk to us. We had to go through his people. 
We had to go through his people. This is Aaron Rodgers talking about the want for communication on the Pat McAfee show. Listen to this. I just think I wish that in the beginning of the offseason, that had been the conversation. Because I love direct communication. If they had just said, listen, we think it's time to move in a different direction. And we love you. And, you know, you're going to be a Packer Hall of Famer. You're going to go in the hall as a Packer. We're going to, you know, retire your number, whatever it might be. You know, but it's time to move on. I would have said, man, thank you so much just for telling me that. Okay. They're saying, look, we talked to him. We were excited to talk to him about the future. He wouldn't answer the phone. Merlin, you keep saying Goody lied. Uh, Explain it or I'm going to ban you. You keep saying it, so I want to know over on the live stream. I will ban you in a heartbeat. So tell me what Goody lied about. You won't do that. So you're not going to come on here and spew your crap, just an FYI. I'm I'm going there real quick. Okay, the second thing here is when you talk about Goody on – you know, the question, remember, Rogers wasn't asked specifically about. Rogers just said, you know, hey, I went into the darkness and came out and heard they were shot me around. Goody was asked, did you try to talk to Aaron Rodgers in the offseason? Did you, have you tried to contact him all the way going from February through March about what you were going to do, what you wanted to do? This is his response. Oh, yeah, many times. Why did those conversations not transpire? You know, I can't really, I'm not going to really, you know, put it on anybody. Um, a lot of attempts and went through that. But at the same time, um, you know, again, um, we're always looking out for what's best for the Green Bay Packers. We kind of had to, to move. Are you disappointed that Aaron hasn't been more accessible this offseason? I mean, you'd love to have those conversations, right, about where our team's going and, and how he might fit into that. Um, those run, we were unable to have those, so um, it is what it is. But um, at the same time, I do feel, you know, I mean, Aaron's been a great player for us, and, um, you know, he, uh, he means a lot to the organization. There's a lot of gratitude there. Um, but those conversations would have been nice. There you go. We tried. Trying to go through all that. Trying to get to him. Rogers now go back to him being on McAfee talking about how he wishes the process was handled better. If we want to be about family and want to be about love and taking care of our people, like let's put our actions where our words at. Because it's really important to me. That part is important. Now I'm the person, and, and look, I'm not offended by any of this. I'm not a victim by any of this. I don't have that mentality. Nothing but love and appreciation. It's been bittersweet. There you go. There you go. Nothing but love and appreciation. It's been bittersweet. Talking about how the process could be handled better. Goody then talks about the direct conversations he has had and tried to have with Aaron Rodgers. Here's what he had to say. Um, we talked after the season, uh, and, and we're going to continue the conversations, and that, that never happened. But, um, you know, the I don't really get into the whole media thing and, and what he does on Pat McAfee and, and those comments and things. But, um, um, you know, um, it would have been nice to have those conversations. But even in terms of, like, I want to go play for the Jets, did you ever come out no, of his No, that mouth? came from his rep- representatives. So there you go. Rodgers didn't even – the tra- – Look, I've said it a thousand times because people think I hate Aaron Rodgers. I don't hate Aaron Rodgers. I think Rodgers is full of crap. 
Rodgers has been a hypocrite for a while now and throws shade at everybody but himself. He talks about the process, but Goody found out through Rogers' representation. What happened to transparency? What happened to handling the process better? What happened? Do you not pick up the phone? Did your thumb hurt that bad? Can you use your other hand to dial with? I'm just throwing it out there. Rogers talks about transparency. He talks about the process. Goody says, we talked to him at the end of the season. I would have loved to have talked to him more, but it didn't turn out that way. We tried to get a hold of him. He wouldn't call us back. And then when we started making phone calls and taking phone calls, he doesn't even pick up the phone to say what's going on. His representation calls and says, I want to go play for the Jets. How about that? Rogers talking about, and now this is where Rogers uses this to his advantage to say, I came out of the darkness. I can't believe they were shopping me around. Everything that I was told in the week that I was in Green Bay was take as long as you want and we want you to retire Packer. You know, you want to come back and play. Obviously, the door is wide open. Um, so that was the information that I was going that was, that I was going on. Now, when I came out of the darkness, something changed. I'm not exactly sure what that was, but something changed. Something changed? You wouldn't pick up the phone prior to going in. You wouldn't pick up the phone prior to going in. At some point, and you're going into the darkness, butting up against free agency. When teams are starting to figure out, like, hey, here's our salary cap. Here's what our situation's going to be. What can we take? What can we not take? Who do we need to start to restructure? There's other guys waiting on this. It's not just the Aaron Rodgers show. It's other guys that need contracts restructured. It's other guys that are going to get cut. Right? So, uh, last but not least here, uh, you've got uh, Brian Gutekinds talking about, uh, you know, if he's bothered by the negative kind of shade that Aaron Rodgers has thrown at him on the Pat McAfee show. Yeah, certainly, you know, whenever a player may have, um, you know, issues, you prefer that they, they talk to you directly, you know, and not you know, do it in the media. Um, but that's not uh, necessarily the way he goes about it, and that's that's okay. Um, but, um, yeah, it's those things aren't of our concern, you know. So, the pa- I will say this, the Packers have been, for the most part, out of the media, the only time the Packers really were in the media was at uh, the Combine. And then uh, when, you know, Mark Murphy was over at the uh, the, the girls' high school basketball championships and uh, kind of talked a little bit about Aaron Rodgers. But for the most part, they, for a long time, they were silent. I mean, there was nothing coming out of 1265. Uh, and Pack fan says, uh, what changed for you with your thoughts towards Rodgers after the season itself? We wanted the Packers to run it back with Rodgers, and now it seems like uh, you're taking Goody's side. Honest question. My side has always been, always, after everything I started hearing over the last three weeks, my side was always your best chance to win a Super Bowl was with Rodgers. 
It, it, it always has been, and it still is. That hasn't changed. But what I said at the end of the season, I have stated over and over and over and over again. If Aaron Rodgers is not all in, I don't want him back. It's time to move on. Aaron Rodgers has gotten further and further away in this. There's He's always the victim. He's always the victim. And it's like, can you just stop? I, I don't know who there is to, 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 to talk to him to say, stop. Just, just stop. This is this really isn't that difficult. Yeah, you're coming to the end of your career and you're thinking about all these different things, but you are now beyond what Favre was. Be beyond what Favre was. Favre was, you know, look, Favre was a country boy. He loved the adulation. He got addicted to people giving the applause and coming back, and then finally. When the Packers and Ted Thompson said, we're calling your bluff. Talk to you later. Get the hell out of here. We're tired of it. We're done. Brett went, what? What? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, I'm, I'm going to come back and kick your ass. And he did. And he did. And Brett had a little bit left in the tank. And Ted's philosophy always was, I'll get rid of you a year or two too soon, rather than hold on to you to the bitter end when it's just a year too late and there's no value left. That was always Ted's philosophy. But, but Brett got addicted to the, um, you know, I don't know if I'm going to come back. I want to ride my tractor, and I want to get on the back 40 and all that other crap. And, and the, the, the real guy, beer drinking, I've had problems in my life. I've done a lot of what other people have done. Uh, I've lived my life like you've lived your life. He was the common guy that we all liked and enjoyed. But he was uh, a, a 16-year-old kid trapped in a 40-year-old man's body. And we enjoyed that. He had a, he had this youthful exuberance, and but but Brett really didn't didn't he wasn't on this level. He was just he he got addicted ego wise to kind of the adulation and the arrogance is what caught up to him in New York when he's sending out pictures of you know the crooked root with his Crocs and he's sending that off to Jen Sturger and then he goes back to Minneapolis and then he you know he he kicked everybody's ass and he took him to an NFC championship game before again doing exactly what he did in Green Bay and that's making an arid throw at the worst possible time and then he ends up going you know out in the fetal position on TCF Bank Stadium field being carted off the field never to be seen again so he kind of got full of himself but this this is a whole different level and again, I say the same thing that I said to that I said to Favre, and Favre agreed. All Aaron had to do was put the ego aside, put the put the shade down, and say, "I want to come back. I'm all in. I'm all committed." I mean, you got what two, possibly three years left in your career. Why would you not go all in? And I, I said that. The night they lost to Detroit, I said, if I'm Goody, I say, Aaron, I'm going to give you everything you want. We've given you everything you want. We gave you Cobb. We gave you Mercedes Lewis. We extended David Bakhtiari. We kept Tanya around. We kept all these different guys. Lazard, we kept all these different guys around for you. You, you mentioned Kenny Clark getting a contract extension, and we gave him a contract extension. He earned it, but we gave it to him. We paid him. We paid Jair to be the highest-paid corner, corner in the league because we want to keep these pieces together because we believe in the situation we currently have. Right? 
We we gave you everything you wanted. We gave you a voice. We gave you a say in game plans, which we'll get to coming up here in a little bit. We gave you a say in game plans. We we did everything you wanted to do. We came down off of the pedestal, out of the great, you know, chamber that was inside the walls of 1265 to give you a voice. Everything you wanted, we gave you. And yet you still throw shade. You still act like you're walking on a cloud above everybody. You still didn't come to the OTAs. You didn't come to the minicamp. You came to one mandatory. That was it. You walk in like you're this God's gift to creation. You didn't have a great season. You blame everybody else, although you did take more blame this season than you have in the past. You still throw shade at the organization after the fact. You talk about transparency, but it's only a one-way street in your favor. And all these different things that you want, we gave you, and yet you still say, well, only if it's a mutual decision. What? They didn't pay you $150 million to say it's a one-way street. Goody had it correct when he said what we wanted. Aaron gives us the best chance to win, and we want a return on our investment. That's all they were asking you to do. When they signed the $150 million that they pretty much guaranteed to you, and they handcuffed their own organization for you, you did this. That's why, that's why I don't believe a word Aaron Rodgers is saying, and I think he's a hypocrite. He is still probably the most, if not the most, one of the most talented quarterbacks in the NFL. I think when it comes to sheer talent, he's the best the Green Bay Packers have ever had. I'll stand on that. I think Starr was an incredible leader in a different era. I think Favre was an unbelievable player with the biggest heart. I think Lynn Dickey had a a tremendous amount of talent. It's just just a shame he didn't have more pieces around him. But overall, under center, the best quarterback to ever breathe air in Green Bay has been Aaron Rodgers. I'll give him that. But by the time it's all said and done... His ego has sucked the air and the life out of the Packers fans, for the most part. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. They're playing some good hockey. Yes, they are. Milwaukee Admirals heading to the postseason. You want to be there? You want to be a part of it? Check out my friends at MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. That's MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. And uh, and see all the hockey action for yourself. That's going to be another team that's going to the postseason I'm excited about. Can't wait. Can't wait for some good Admirals hockey. Good stuff. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Again, MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Um, a lot of comments that uh, I want to get to. Um, and I think a lot of this stuff is, um, I, I, we, we did it this way today to give you the timeline as to who is saying what and when to give you a a fair and honest perspective, how you want to listen to it. And then my opinion on that. So that way we weren't hiding anything. We were trying to be to use Aaron's words, transparent. And for those that, uh, you know, Eric says, uh, it's not surprising you're ripping on Aaron Rodgers. You've never liked him. Eric, you have never listened to this program before. You, you, 
You actually wrote that out and then hit enter. Ben, who's been the one wanting Aaron Rodgers back for the last two years? It has been you. Thank you very much. More so than me, for sure. Eric, at some point in time, what you need to do is, uh, now it's going to be difficult. You may want to have somebody drive you, but probably get into a vehicle. And if you have to call an Uber, call an Uber. Get into a vehicle, head to a chiropractor immediately. Find one, look it up, have somebody call him for you. Go to a chiropractor so he can then put you on a table. Now, what they do is they use these infrared, uh, you know, like uh, little machines. I don't know what exactly they're called, but they rub them on your back. They rub them on your spine, put them on your neck. They loosen up your muscles. Okay, they're going to start to work you. And at some point, as they go down your spine, okay, and then your legs will start to kick out and everything. And as they do, you'll hear this, and that'll be your head popping out of your ass. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Cindy says, I'm not surprised by all of this. Very disappointed in Aaron Rodgers. Still love and appreciate everything he's done for us, but it's time to move on. He is way too much drama for us Packers fans anymore. Matt says, as a Jets fan, you have absolutely no idea how badly I'd like to see the Jets pursue Lamar Jackson instead of this clown. Could you imagine Green Bay having Rodgers at training camp after publicly moving on from him? This would be the Brett Favre circus 10 times over. And uh, that is from Matt. Um, Aaron says calling Rodgers during the darkness retreat doesn't count as contacted him several times. Aaron, they never said that. Never did that. Never happened. They uh, they called his representation. They called him numerous times. So, Aaron, you, you can't twist it. You, you, can, you can wear your Aaron Rodgers jersey to bed at night, look at yourself in the mirror and think, oh, if I was just with Aaron, that'd be great. Uh, you know, that's fine. I don't, you know, hey, he's a hell of a quarterback. He's done a lot for the organization. I would never knock the fandom, but just don't twist the facts. Um, this one's from Sean. says, Rodgers was warned years ago not to be the problem. That enormous ego has absolutely zero ears. He has dug his own Green Bay grave. It's simply the facts. Uh, Russ says, New York deserves this guy, hopefully sooner rather than later, because he's going to fit right in. Uh, Alex says, I applaud our Green Bay media for asking tough questions and direct questions to Brian Gutekind, something that was never done on the Pat McAfee show. Oh, Aaron, we can't wait to get you into New York and actually have real reporters ask you real questions over and over again and force you to answer them and then catch you in your lies. Now, let me let me say this, Alex. I, I'm going to defend to the nth degree the reporters in Green Bay because it was a really good working relationship with Aaron for many years, and Aaron stood in front of the media took a lot of questions, sometimes was vague, but he was willing to stand there for anywhere from 20 minutes to an hour to take questions, all the questions, from the media. I'm not faulting the media, and I'm not faulting Aaron, okay? But what happened a couple of years ago, when you grow this rapport, you grow this trust, you're looking for a specific story, and he's kind of giving you, you know, some of the things that you need for your story, quotes and such, and then when the whole immunization versus vaccination thing came up, and then that was it, because now you don't trust everything he says. So when Aaron started to get asked questions and then started to get asked more direct questions, he pulled back a little bit. And that's, that's his right to do so. Okay. But the media tried to ask the questions necessary. What the media cannot stop is him going on McAfee and telling his story unquestioned and unfettered. So then when you bring it back to, the questions in Green Bay. Now, the other thing is, 
there are, there's a media member up there, or not a media member, there's a PR person inside the Packers organization that protected Aaron and would say, we're not going to talk about that. Don't ask him about that. So I don't fault all the media for not asking all the backup and follow-up and direct questions and kind of trying to pin him down. Because, you know, you get threatened by the almighty emperor not to do these specific things, and you got to back up. You know, you got a choice. So... You can't always go out. It's easy. The media is an easy target. But I'll defend the media in Green Bay because I've been there. I've, I, I've, I've been in those walls, and I know what it's like at times. You know, I was told one time, I was told, told one time by an organization, there was a player that was really struggling. And I, I, I did a show that was directed around that team. And I was told specifically, you will not ask this question. There's a way that you can get that discussion to be brought up without asking the direct question. But they said, you will not ask this question or you will not be back. Don't think that I've always said, you know, that there, there are, are, there's the manipulation from certain people in media in, in PR. And I understand it. They don't want their guys to be pinned down or look bad. They're, they're sensitive. They have feelings too. But you have a job to do. And you can't ignore the, the giant pink elephant in the room sometimes. So I'm not going to always criticize the media. Uh, 877-867-1670. You're going to want to hear this coming up next. There was one more little tidbit that was thrown out about Aaron Rodgers. And when I heard it, I got to admit, this is not something that I had heard before. And, And we get a lot of rumors and hear a lot of certain things and, you know, I'll text and talk to people, but I, I didn't hear this before, and this made me go, wow, wow. After all that, you're going to want to hear it. Coming up next on the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. you to hear this i am uh when i heard this i I have to admit i'm gonna i'm gonna make a statement here real quick um i hear things i think we all do i mean anybody that does this for a business or covers a particular team uh now there's rob domofsky bill huber mike clemens you know you go through the list of guys that are in that locker room every day they hear and see a lot more than i do because i'm not there because when the locker room is open i'm usually on the air here so I don't get as much of it, but I do have people that I stay in touch with, okay? So I, you hear a lot of stuff. And when I hear this, okay, there's a lot of stuff that you've heard, I've heard, that you kind of talk about, you throw out there, and then you get corroboration. And suddenly everything that you've heard lines up. That's where, you know, and I told you weeks ago, 
when Rodgers went on McAfee, I said, look, this whole thing about, you know, not having communication, I, I've said before, nobody asked the follow-ups. You know why? Because Rodgers is notorious. It's a joke in the locker room that he doesn't answer his phone. He doesn't call people. He doesn't text people. He does at times, but it'll be days, weeks before he gets back to people on certain things. Okay? So when Goody said all that, it's like, there you go. This is I believe that because this corroborates a lot of things that have been stated. This is not one thing that I heard, but I can guess where the information came from. Zach Gelb on the Zach Gelb Show nationally had this to say about Aaron Rodgers' access to game plans and the inclusion that he wanted and he asked for and yet didn't take advantage of? Listen. Just wondering what tea Matt LaFleur is going to spill tomorrow. Because I've been told, and I do think there's a lot that's going to come out about Rodgers' relationship with the Packers. But I was told for the last few years that Rodgers and LaFleur would have game plan meetings, obviously common practice, to give Rodgers more say. And there would be multiple times where Rodgers would show up, and then there would be a lot of other times where Rodgers would just leave Matt LaFleur hanging in the meeting room, and then Matt LaFleur would eventually realize, oh, he's not showing up, and he would keep LaFleur guessing. So this was very ugly. We know this divorce. And there's a lot of information that we don't know. And I can guarantee you one of the Packers local beat writers at some point this offseason will have some story that will come out that will detail it all. But really, that relationship between Rodgers and LaFleur, where you have meetings, where they're giving you more say, and sometimes you show up and other times, yeah, I'm just going to leave them there. Keep them guessing. That's just not a good look for Aaron. There you go. So this in that. Now, th there's a couple of things here. First of all, I had not heard that. But that, to me, begins to explain some of that back and forth we saw, that, that uh, what I call the erosion of respect. And we saw, look, I, I go back to the first year. First few games of the season, Packers are in. Rodgers rolling out to his right. He's pumping, he's pumping, he's pumping. Wide, wide receivers are open. Two of them are open. Here comes Devontae at a crossing pattern. He's he's there. But Rodgers wanted more. And Rodgers hung onto the ball, hung onto the ball, and then threw it away. And LaFleur comes running down the sideline. Running down the sideline. And I'm there. I'm watching it. I'm sitting next to Mike Clemens. I'm like, look at this, look at this. We haven't seen this before. There was not this energy with Mike McCarthy. Mike wasn't running anywhere. Come on. So he's running down the sideline. And he's got his clipboard in hand. He's like screaming. And Rodgers looks at him and throws his arms out like, what do you want me to do? And you could then the camera catches Matt LaFleur saying, throw the effing ball. And I'm like, there you go. That's holding somebody accountable. I didn't see that this year. There was this erosion of respect. And now you hear about something else behind the scenes where Rodgers wanted all of this say, and they said, okay, let's go. Let's let's bring it in. Let's, you know, work with us. And Rodgers was like, maybe I will, maybe I won't.
Again, if he's not all in, I never wanted him back. But another behind-the-scenes explanation. Oh, we got more. We got more. You're going to want to hear more. Stay tuned. Get your popcorn ready. Oh, we got more. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next.